Brad, the 19th edition of the CVS Health Charity Classic is coming up June 15th through the 19th at the Rhode Island Country Club in Barrington, Rhode Island. Fill me in on this year's new format you're rolling out. Well, you know, it was an exciting day, Liza. We have media day for the CVS at the Dunkin' Donuts Center right in downtown Providence. We have a new format for our field and competition. Instead of a two-day event of competition, we're going to have one-day event. Players from the PGA Tour, the Champions Tour, and the LPGA Tour. Uh, so it's a three-person team of one player from each of those three tours. So we're going to have six teams competing against each other where the best two balls of three will count. So we're very excited about this. That seems like a really fun format. You know, the, there was one event years ago that we're kind of stealing or copying. It was called the Wendy's Three Tour Challenge. It was very popular for a few years, and, and this idea kind of came along because you know we've always had senior tour players and you know pga tour and then nine years ago we started getting top lpga players and on our lpga player field this year is fantastic lexi thompson's there who's uh, i think she's number two ranked in the world or maybe three but she's a number one ranked american player maybe behind uh co and rue so yeah she'd be number three in the world christy kerr who's you know, this wily old veteran who just won a few weeks ago, then lost in the playoff the next week. She's coming back. Morgan Pressel, who has her uh, incredible Pressel Foundation for Breast Cancer Research. Um, Jarena Pillar, who sank the putt to win the Solheim Cup last year for the U.S. women's team. And it's just, it's very exciting. Do you have any thoughts on, you know, spectators calling in from home during a golf tournament with rules and fractions, such as the heartbreaking case involving LPGA Lexi Thompson recently? Well, yeah, I, you know, it's, it's sad. I, I think there, there's some positives and negatives. First of all, what I love about the game of golf is that we're still not afraid to have rules that have to be followed. And, you know, when you, when you look at other sports and um, the players don't want to admit that they did it or they argue with a referee or the baseball player that makes a catch and, you know, he traps it, but he pretends that he caught it. You know, other sports like hockey or, or football, it's almost admired when somebody gets away with a penalty. But golf and the spirit of the game and the etiquette of the game, we've had players turn themselves in and do it with dignity. So, look, I love that about the game, you know, and, you know, some of the things that we love about technology create these new situations we never thought were possible. And, and like high-definition cameras can do or the addition of more coverage and the coverage, the excessive coverage sometimes of the top players happen to make these situations that you don't know how to get out of. And Lexi Thompson, you know, she, she marked a ball and didn't put it back exactly where it was supposed to be. And in the past, that might have gotten her disqualified the next day. So, you know, you could say, hey, she was lucky she didn't get disqualified because the rule change now was uh, a four-shot penalty instead of disqualification, and she still had a chance to win. But there is no other sport where you can be this armchair quarterback and sit there and press a button and call somebody. So, yeah, it's 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 really annoying and, and I know that the USGA is making some decisions now to change that so it won't happen again. The defending champs, Keegan Bradley and John Kern, are they coming back? Because of the format, they won't be able to actually defend their titles together. Because they both play the PGA Tour, we have them on different teams, so they won't be able to necessarily defend as a team, but they've defended their title. They, they've won the last two years, and they followed Steve Stricker and Bo Van Pelt, who had won the tournament the two years previously. So if one of them wins, it'll be the first time any player has ever won three years in a row. So that's a, you know exciting part to, to watch. You've got Champions Tour players playing your event, Hall of Famers. Well, if you look at the list, Colin Montgomery, Mark O'Meara, and, you know, we're so excited to have Bernard Langer come. Langer's won 30 
tournaments on the Champions Tour, Hall of Famer, two-time Masters champ, Marco Mira, two-time major, another Hall of Famer is coming to play for his first time. Both guys 60 years old, both guys very competitive, and then Montgomery, who, you know, was always a controversial sort of character when he played over here on the PGA Tour, but he, he did something that will never be done again. He won the money title seven years in a row in Europe, and when he turned 50, he came over here and he's dominated. He's won uh, championships on the Champions Tour. He does television for Golf Channel, Sky Sports, Sky TV, and has become you know a threat every time he tees it up. So, Brad, you're well aware what a grind it is to compete you know, week after week out on tour. We've seen how fickle the game is. Uh, I mean... Tiger Woods's game. No one ever saw that coming. That being said, are you somewhat amazed or surprised at John Daly's win last weekend? His ability to bounce back to win? You know, John was at the one-year anniversary of his debut on the Champions Tour. He turned 50 last year at the Insperity. Uh, he's always been one of the most popular players. Sometimes he's been more popular for things that he didn't do necessarily on the golf course, but he's a fan favorite. He's known for the long ball, the long swing, and, you know, I've played with him a couple times already this year in Champions Tour events, and he's a real artist. You know, if you're a golfer, you can move the ball or shape the ball, curve the ball at will. He putted extremely well and you know what, what's great about this game is you know he'd been in kind of relative obscurity for the last few years and showed some signs out on the tour but he got into contention he eagled the first hole on Sunday but when it came down the last few holes and he had this chance to win he bogeyed the last three holes Fortunately for John, you know, after bogeying the last three holes, but unfortunately for Tommy Armour, Tommy was in second place, and uh, if he had parred the last hole, there would have been a playoff, but Tommy bogeyed the last couple holes as well and uh, let John Daly have his first title on the Champions Tour. Hopefully he'll make some moves at the U.S. Senior coming up as well. No doubt about it. You know, he's always been, you know, one of the marquee players wherever he plays the game. And it's it, it's a style that people love. Is It's this thrashing sort of style. You know, he's got his loudmouth pants and he attracts attention wherever he goes. Thursday and Friday, the 15th and 16th, you've got the Crave Rhode Island event at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That seems really exciting for the fans. Exactly. I think CVS came up with an idea to try and make the CVS Health Charity Golf Classic more inclusive for you know everybody in the state of Rhode Island. So how can we get more people to be aware of what CVS's mission is, which is to raise money for charity? You know, we've raised over $20 million now the first 18 years of the event. So Crave Rhode Island, a great idea on Thursday and Friday, the 15th and 16th of June, we have over 80 restaurants from the state of Rhode Island committed to come and show their wares, you know, on the floor at the dunk. We've got over 100 local craft wine and beers companies, and it's very affordable. Uh, It'll be a user-friendly environment, a fun environment. There'll be some music, and you'll see the dunk decorated like you've never seen before. Definitely. The Pepsi Celebrity Pro-Am, you're supposed to have a lot of professional athletes there, and you have a promotion pro for the day. That's right. You know, so we have contacted the four Boston sports teams and and well-known players from the Bruins, the Red Sox, the Patriots, and the Celtics that are going to come and participate in the Sunday Pro-Am. So we're going to have some professional golfers and then a lot of celebrities, which I think is going to add some excitement. So again, you know, if you're not just a golf fan, you might want to come out and and watch your, your favorite former athlete come and play golf. Now, the Pro for the Day promotion, how does that work? The Pro-Am winners get to play in the actual tournament on the 19th? Right. So um, 
you know, the, it's the Pepsi Pro-Am on Sunday, and Propel is the sponsor for this great idea we started seven years ago. So the, the amateur teams that play on Sunday will compete for a chance to get to play in the, in the Monday Pro field, two teams that will get to come to play on, on Monday in front of the big crowds. And, and all of them that have done it, all the winners in the past have said, this is one of the most nervous days of their lives, you know, where they're competing with a gallery, people watching them, clapping for them, and, you know, they'll have pros and groups right around them. So... It's, you know, kind of a, another way to add level to this event. Yeah, a dream or a bucket list of so many people to be able to do oh, something like that. You know, when you when you think about, um, it's not like you know, I can go put on a football helmet and go you know, play with any of the Patriots. It just works on a golf course. You know, they have a, a handicapping system so everybody can compete. You're outside. Rhode Island Country Club's a beautiful venue on the water there on Narragansett Bay. It's a perfect form but a perfect setting. You know, I'm hoping we can get, with this field especially, a huge turnout from the state and from around New England. Over the years, your event has raised over $19 million to benefit Southeastern New England charities. I mean, that's amazing in and of itself. Well, it is. People keep asking, you know, the media, the questions afterwards for how long can this keep going? And, you know, I don't know that we can answer that because we started in 1999 and, you know, we got those same questions then. We are always like, you know, when the enthusiasm dies down is, is we'll know when nobody wants to come there or be there, it becomes too hard or too difficult. And I don't think we have a timeline. I don't think there's a time we're going to be able to say, you know, it's going to end in 2021. It's just, as long as we keep raising significant dollars, we're coming out to watch. We're going to keep it rolling. Hear Goldie live every Thursday morning at 840 on the South Shores Morning News, locally at 95.9 WATD and online at 95.9 WATD.com.